Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Overtime. Here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the radio.com app. My name is Chris Unocero. I am joined by my producer who has finally returned after a month off. I'm back. In Julio Sanchez. No Jillian today. Don't know where she is. She uh, she uh, just can't make it in, guys. She will call in later on in the show. We will talk some uh, Jill Ellis deciding to resign in uh, October from being the uh, the head coach of the U.S. Women's National Team. Also, Sporting Kansas City had a uh, a big signing, signing a Portuguese defender, Louis Martins, from uh, I think he was playing most recently in Portugal in in their uh, in uh, Premier League. So we'll get into that. We've got training camp sound all this hour. Andy Reid. Anthony Hitchens, Carlos Hyde. We will get you all that sound as we uh, are the home. We are the best place for you to get your training camp coverage here on 610 Sports Radio. If you were listening to Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, you heard Andy Reid on there. So you will make make sure that you are staying tuned in as we will have your best training camp coverage as training camp progresses here on 610 Sports Radio. Julio, uh, how was the uh, float trip? You were up in Minnesota, right? Uh, I did the float trip down uh, on uh, the Arkansas-Missouri border. That was fantastic. Took me almost a whole week to recover. (laughs) Then I recovered last week fishing in Minnesota. Oh, you're fishing in Minnesota. Which was amazing as well. Caught myself some, uh, some pretty stellar northern pike. Northern Pike. That's right. So yeah, me and me and Jillian were a little worried about you because uh, we had the we got our we got the overtime group text, uh, just us three, and uh, we were as we were going out last week and we were talking about the show. We were not hearing back from you at all, so we were like, "Is Julio alive?" I didn't have any reception in Minnesota, which is funny because really? now what, when I got back to where I had reception, I had. It had to be like fifty different text messages from you guys unopened, yeah. and it was. I just didn't even bother to look. Really? At it. It was, oh, you just. It was you the just, past point of no return. I'm. I just. Ignored you could have like s- sent us a hey guys, I'm alive. We were worried. I about mean, you. you're going to hear from me eventually. I just it was too much effort to. Read you back really to are the world's worst uh, replier. <laughs> yes, to text. I am. And I, I am. thought I was bad because I'm really bad. Anybody who knows me knows I'm terrible at replying to text. Dusty can attest to this. Uh, I'm terrible at replying to text. I'm really, really awful at getting back to emails and whatnot unless I'm like I'm at work or whatever because I don't I, I slack off. So, you know, if I get something from here, then, yeah, I'll, I'll reply to it. 
You send me a text, it might be an hour or two before I get back. It's me, it's more like maybe a couple you're, days. You're a couple days. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You are a at least 24 hours. It just takes me a little while. I don't know how it's your fine. girlfriend keeps up with you. I don't well, know how your it. family well, keeps it. up with you because it's a good 24 hours to get back in touch with you after they send a text. You're a terrible. Guy. I'm a busy guy. I mean, I'm a busy guy too, but I mean, I at least try to keep it at an I'm hour selfish. or two. I'm selfish. I'm selfish too. I'm very the same boat. I'm very so. I at least I try to like you know get back to people. So we had a we had a really eventful sports uh, sports week as uh, Kansas City Chiefs training camp has been in full swing. Uh, we also saw the return of football on Thursday night as the Hall of Fame game, which formerly used to be on Sundays, now it has been moved up. So it was this past Thursday, and uh, it was Broncos, it was Falcons. A uh, rematch of Super Bowl Thirty Three, I believe, and uh, it was uh, it was not good. That was that was a brutal game to watch. Not good football. Not a good. Back. Yeah, but like, I, <laughs> I and I watched the whole thing too. I watched Why? it wire to wire. Why? Because it's football, man. It's, I mean, I tried watching Canadian football during the summer. Doesn't do it for me. I tried watching the AAF in the spring before that league folded. Didn't do it for me. Like that. If you thought that game on Thursday was bad, watch AAF football was worse. Somehow worse. And watching this game on Thursday, and you're you're seeing Drew Locke out there play a good chunk of that uh, of that first half for the Broncos. And I thought Drew Locke would be pretty good in the NFL. I thought you see him at Mizzou, and he's making some NFL caliber throws. He didn't look like an NFL quarterback on Thursday. Boy, I'll tell you what. If I was a if I was a Broncos fan right now, I would be very nervous about my future because he looked awful. Just yeah. some simple throws that he was overthrowing or just just not on target. What it was it was not pretty. Yeah, his first not two throws, uh, he had one that he threw over uh. the, the receiver's head in double coverage, and luckily the safety wasn't there to pick it off because it, it would have been a pretty easy one. And then the second one, he threw behind his receiver as he was that cutting towards the sidelines, and it should have been a pick. should have been picked. But it was such a bad throw. I don't think terrible. the defender knew that that ball was going to be. He wasn't in, He wasn't ready for that ball to be there because he it, thought it would be closer to the receiver. It probably wasn't supposed to be there. That's it why. wasn't, no. and he was, he was surprised. That the ball was so far away from the receiver that he was not prepared to make a catch. Like, it was a good probably three to five feet behind him. Oh, yeah. I mean, easy. <laughs> like solid. It looked like I threw the pass. Yeah, that's what I'm, I could have thrown that same yeah, pass. Yeah. I mean, it was it was that bad of a throw. So, uh, if I were a Broncos fan, I, I'd be a little concerned. And, did, I mean. Did you see Joe Flacco standing on the sidelines with the <laughs> cheesiest grit? Like, he, he had to be in sports horniness heaven. Watching him kind of flail yeah. on the field. Yeah, Joe Flacco knows oh, he's got some You want to replace years. me? You want he's... me to help this guy be your future quarterback? I don't think so. They're going to pay him $20 million a year. I think, oh. I think this is the final year of his contract. They're going to pay him $20 million. So they're going to give him like a three-year deal for like $65 million or something. And maybe they can get out after the first year or two. They're going to pay him $20 million a year to stay there. Because Drew Locke is not going to be ready after this year. He does not look. He looks like maybe it's going to take him a few years. It's going to take him at a least few a couple years. And if 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 it takes him more than a couple of years, they might just give up on him. Like now, you are seeing why he slid from being a mid first round pick to now being a guy that is 
potentially that that was in the middle that was middle second round, and people were kind of asking questions of why he slid so far. This that last that game proved why he slid into the second round. I mean, teams are smart. Yeah, they were very smart. Uh, in Chiefs news, though, the Chiefs have been, like I said, full swing in camp, and the offense. Done well for the most part. There's a lot of concern from a lot of people. I know Kent Swanson from Arrowhead Pride was a little concerned about this as he was watching the defense play. Um, the They've had a lot of injury issues thus far in training camp. Tyreek Hill earlier this week, a lot of people were really, uh, they were about to have a heart attack when the Chiefs were in, uh, in um, earlier in practice. I think it was Monday. Tyreek Hill goes down with a uh, a leg injury. Luckily, it was just a bone bruise. It was just a bruise. I think it was a quad bruise. So, but everybody was worried because they thought it was going to be his knee. They thought it might be an ACL, or if not, uh, a pretty bad ankle sprain. It might cost him some games, anyways. Uh, you know, so there was a lot of concern there. There's been some concern with Bashad Breeland because Bashad Breeland has had some time. He's gone to the injury tent, I think, a couple times. McCole Hardman, I think, got. Uh, I think he got taken off the field yesterday. I think he got carted off the field with like a shoulder injury, I believe. Um, they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, Damian, Damian uh, Williams, he's got a hamstring injury, has not been able to practice. So you're seeing Carlos Hyde and Daryl Williams out there. Earlier this week, they, they took Traymond Smith and they made him into a running back from, from a cornerback. So they probably have a few... I mean, obviously, there's some like Andy Reid kind of mad scientist vibes with that changing Traymond Smith to a running back, but also they're probably a little worried about their running back depth, too. I hate seeing these injuries to guys who are probably going to get a lot of playing time in on this season going. I hate seeing these guys go down with injuries like this so early in camp. I think the running back position, as far as depth goes, is, is fine. I, I think moving. You know, Tremont to the offensive side of the ball probably speaks more to Tremont's ability on the field. I mean, he's being moved from a position that is probably depth-wise their biggest weakness. So to move him from their biggest weakness to the complete opposite side of the ball, I mean, that speaks to me, speaks more to his football abilities than anything. Yeah, there's a lot. Like I said, there's a lot of mad scientists. You know how... You, you know how Andy Reid is. Andy Reid is like, oh, I, I can do something with this guy. He's rubbing his hands together and licking his lips. He's like, I can do something with this guy. So uh, that was interesting. That happened earlier. It was, it was big news because he switched his number from 39 to 20 when he was coming out to practice earlier this week. So everybody's like, he's got a running back's number on. I wonder if he's going to be a running back now. So that was big news. A uh, little worried about how many guys are out here getting hurt early on in the in the especially because we haven't even played a preseason game yet that that game will be uh next saturday against the Bengals. so yeah definitely not what you want to see but there's definitely encouraging news with the receivers mccall hardman before his shoulder injury was looking pretty good so that's something that that could be really encouraging i know that a lot of people have kind of been wondering what his role is going to be on this team long term because they do have sammy though i i suspect that he's sammy's replacement more so than he was Tyreek's replacement. And, you know, obviously we've heard about the situation with Tyreek where Drew Rosenhaus was in St. Joe for camp talking with the Chiefs about a potential extension. So, you know, McColl's role is going to be something that's going to be interesting to see, especially because they do have Demarcus Robinson as well. 
And, you know, he kind of carved a, a nice little place for him in the offense last year. So coming up next, we're going to hear from the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, as he spoke to the media earlier today at training camp. Here on Overtime, here on 610 Sports Radio and 610sports.com. Also on the radio.com app as well. It is me, Chris Unocero. You can follow me on Twitter at Cero to 60 That is at C-E-R-O-T-O-6-0. You can also follow my co-host, who is not here today, Julian Carroll, at Julian Thomas 22 And then you can also follow our producer as well, Julio Sanchez at the Julio Sanch. Andy Reid spoke earlier today at training camp. We're we're a week and a half into training camp. Really good defensive day from all reports. Defense had a really good go at it, though there were still some really good offensive plays. Mahomes definitely showing a lot of improvement, though this defense is giving him a challenge because they are showing him a lot of things that he is not used to seeing and because of that he's he's having some adjustment time earlier in the week he was doing a lot better but today the defense had their day here is Andy Reid talking about today's practice all right um injuries Damian Wilson uh has a sore knee we're just uh looking at that uh Dieter uh his back it's getting better Lucas, hamstring strain is getting better. Will, Williams is getting better. Um, good to get out here. Again, crowd was great. Uh, a lot of folks. Last couple days, actually. Um, and we got good work in. So, um, with that, time's yours. Andy, it seems like every day Ron Thornhill is making a place for you back there. Is this what you saw from him that led you to draft him? Yeah, so we got to see him play corner and safety in college. So, he did a little bit of each. And uh, one consistency was he made plays. Most spots, so, um, and he's doing that out here. He was, early, he was getting his hand on the ball, but he wouldn't get the picks. Now he's making the picks. Um, I know he's in some sub-packages right now, but what's he got to do to earn Yeah, just keep more reps, you know. Right now, he's getting a ton of them, so uh, just continue to play. Experience will be the thing, a young guy. So. Coach, I know back at OTAs, you had high praise for Anthony Hitchens and just being one of the leaders coming back on this defense. Just yeah, Hitch brings uh, great energy, every play, every day, um, and he's smart. And so uh, he, he, you know, he's, he leads the middle of that defense right there. That's what he does. I know Damian Wilson didn't practice today, but how is he meshing in with yeah. Anthony Hitchens and Richard? I'll tell you. Well, he and Dam- he, I mean, he and Anthony are close. So uh, from from being at Dallas together, so uh, he is. Um, He's extremely smart. Doesn't make very many mistakes out here. I mean, he's uh, he's a very accurate uh, player. So with, with regard to uh, Damian Williams, uh, do you sense he'll be back anytime soon? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I can't tell you exactly when, but I believe it will be. Yeah. Okay. What's he missed up to this point? All right, missed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's missed, missed a lot of plays. It's been great for these other guys, though. So. Like Carlos. Talk about Carlos. Yeah, Carlos has done a nice job. Um, he's getting a lot of reps, and he's taking advantage of them. 
coach during during training camp the preseason. How important for you, you as a coach that the young guys earn their their playing time and earn their reps out there? Yeah, well, I think it's a combination. I mean, you got to you got to earn it to um, by working hard. So, and then when you have opportunities, take advantage of the opportunities. Don't make the same mistake twice. All those things become important if you want to if you want to get into that rotation or the play rotation. Coach, what have you seen in terms of progression since camp started to where Nicole Hardman is now? He's, he's obviously getting a lot more rest with the ones. Yeah, yeah. I think you see consistency, just uh, play speed consistency. And um, he, I mean, he's working his tail off. He, he's actually had a couple nice days here. Coach, a lot of new faces on the defense. Now that you've seen them go live, how do you evaluate how they're coming together and how Coach Spagnuolo is doing? Yeah, I like the energy. I like uh, the way they're challenging right now. Um, on both sides of the ball, we've still got ways to go. So we've got to keep competing against each other and getting ourselves better. Uh, but I, I, every day I see improvement on the defensive side. Um, and, and that becomes important. Uh, because it's new, uh, you're going to see some things. There are some steps forward. So that's uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Coach, more guys. you look at, I mean, they can't tackle. There's not a lot of hitting. When you look at the defense to evaluate it on tape and with your eye, what are you looking for? So you weren't here yesterday, I presume, because we, we did tackle. Um, and so today was not a tackling day, but uh, I, I mean, we evaluate all that, right? So we, we look at that and, uh, and then we'll evaluate the preseason games. But some of it's just a matter of scheme. I mean, how are you handling the scheme and the adjustments? Right now, the offense is going to throw a lot of things at you. How do you adjust to that? And, um, and, and so you evaluate those things. And then are you in position to make a play? I mean, we're going fast. Even in these thud periods, like you saw today, we're going fast. So are you in position to make the play? And um, and, and so that's how you evaluate that. Yeah. Well, Andy, because you, you mentioned three season games is too early to start talking about Cincinnati. Thoughts about? Yeah, I'll get that to you as we go here. <laughs> I haven't put much time or thought into that right this minute. I mean, normally I go with the ones for a quarter or so, but I mean, I've, you know, I haven't even got that far yet. But. Last story. Go ahead, Coach. We have, we have three Chiefs players, three former Chiefs players going to the Hall of Fame tonight. You coached uh, against a few of them. Uh, that are going in. Just your thoughts on the Hall of Fame similar tonight and those that are going Yeah, what a great honor, huh? What a great honor. And uh, that means a career well done in a lot of ways. So um, I'm, I'm happy and proud for all of them. Uh, uh, like I said, that's a, um, it's a great honor. You're the elite of the elite. So um, they, they need to just enjoy that moment. It's, uh, it's something special. Coach, are, are the rookies uh, where you expect them to be at this point uh, through camp? Yeah, they're improving. I mean, in general, I tell you, they're they're improving every day. They're working hard at it. Um, one advantage of being up here is uh, there's not a lot else to do other than we meet, eat, and practice. So, yeah. Last one, Nate. How's the food up here, Coach? Food's great. Yeah, <laughs> people here do a phenomenal job. Yeah. Get I'll, I'll get you a cheeseburger later. Last one, Nate. You, you mentioned before that you're not. Defenses aren't really in base sort of formations anymore. With the three safeties you have of Thornhills, Hordenson, and obviously Tyron, how much do you think you guys will use those three in certain situations? And how much have you noticed of that in practice so far, those three guys working Yeah, so Spag's rolling a lot of people in there mm-hmm. um, and uh, giving people opportunities to show. Uh, but those three, uh, you know, there's going to be a time and a place where, yeah, you have the three of them on the field. Yeah, sure. All right, we're good? Yep. Yep. All right, thanks. That was Chiefs head coach Andy Reid as he talked about today's practice earlier this morning uh, from St. Joe. 
there's a different air about this Kansas City Chiefs team this year. An air that I don't think we, I know I personally haven't really felt about this team probably since the 2003 year. Where I remember going into that year, I remember earlier that year, it was about it was, it was right around Leah, it was about May, like late spring, and the Chiefs had this like open practice at Arrowhead Stadium. And you know, fans could go in there and they could, you know, pay a small fee to go sit in the stands and watch the team do one of their regular practices for mini camp. And Priest Holmes was coming off of that injury that he suffered in two thousand two that put him out for like, I think it was like six, seven games, something like that. It was a pretty bad injury. He was coming out on crutches. They had just brought in Sean Barber. Sean Barber was out there. And after the practice, Sean picked up the microphone and cut this awesome wrestling promo talking about how this was the year for the Chiefs. The Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Now, obviously, we know that they didn't win the Super Bowl that year, but it felt different going into into the 2003 season. It felt like that team had expectations that you could really believe in. And there wasn't a whole lot of concern about the team that year besides whether Priest Holmes is going to come back and be Priest Holmes. It kind of feels like that this year with the Chiefs. Like this year it feels like this Chiefs team, there's not a whole lot of concern about them from I think a lot of people because like especially what you hear from uh, everybody on that defense talking about spags and talking about the way that this this team is is making that transition over from the 3-4 to the 4-3, playing less man coverage, more zone coverage, doing all the different zone blitzes and whatnot, less read and react and more, you know, stay stick to your assignment kind of football, doing a lot of different, uh, you know, crazy things with their defensive line where they're doing stunts and guys are rushing to pass her differently. It just feels different. There is optimism. And almost everywhere, even even the corner situation doesn't seem as bad as it did a year ago. Like Spags has, and he hasn't even coached a game yet, and he has somehow helped change the culture on this football team. They have no results to to show any sort of merit to change that that culture, and yet somehow we have seen that change. And it's it it's weird because this year, like last year, going into the season, there was concern. There was concern about the defense. You're kind of wondering, well, what, what's Mahomes going to do when he actually takes that starting job? Because I don't think anybody expected him to go in there and be an MVP in his first year as a starter. This year just feels different. It feels a lot like that 03 season, and you can just hear it with the optimism that is coming out of camp, that's coming out of people that are, are reporting on this. Um, I know the guys at Arrowhead Pride have done a really great job at covering this team thus far. They've been sending back a lot of audio, and we have heard a lot of really interesting things about the development of this defense and this offense continuing to show that they got the stuff to win a championship. Coming up next, we're going to hear from starting linebacker Anthony Hitchens as he talks about the defensive improvements that we have seen thus far in camp. Back in here on Overtime. Here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the radio.com app. I'm Chris Unocero. 
No Jillian Carroll today. She should be back next week. And Julio Sanchez is producing things on the other side, back from his, was it, two-week vacation? Yeah, you were Something off Something like that. Weeks. Not long enough. Yeah. No vacation ever feels like it's long enough. I had like Sometimes. A, I had like a good six days off from my from my regular from my main job my day job uh, earlier in July and it it flew by so yeah I I can attest it always flies by when you go on vacation. Uh, I did a Vegas trip that was plenty. I was there for three and a half days. Of that. I've got that one. Plenty. I've got a Vegas trip planned for February next year. Uh, some things you only want in small doses. Yeah. like Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. My, my parents are actually talking about moving there, so. I don't know if the small doses thing is going to work for them. No. We are your home for training camp here, uh, you know, for Chiefs training camp, 610 Sports Radio. We have all the best coverage you can have. I know that uh, the host for leadoff, you can hear 10 a.m., 10 to noon here on 610 Sports Radio on Saturdays. Uh, Brandon Kiley, he had a ton of one-on-ones. Tano Passigno, Brian Baldinger. Um, he was on it. You can certainly listen to those. I think, I believe you played those earlier today. You can hear those on the podcast page, um, on 610sports.com and the radio.com app. Uh, guys at Arrowhead Pride also were able to get Chiefs starting linebacker Anthony Hitchens as he talks about the progress of the defense under one Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, uh, I'm improving every day. Uh, playing a lot of different positions. Uh, coaches are trying to move guys around, switch positions every day, and and see uh, the best 22 or 23 guys that you know can uh, make the team on defense. So uh, I'm just taking it all in and trying to uh, improve every day. Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark have kind of been touted as the leaders of this defense. You seem like you may also be in that role. How do you feel like you're one of the leaders, or are you one of the leaders? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, I. I Take pride in being a leader. I set the defense. I get everybody lined up, and uh, and, and, I, and I try to lead by example the right way on and off the field. Uh, and those guys are the same way. Uh, a lot of energy. Uh, if you guys been watching practice, you see the defensive side is a little more energetic. Uh, more guys are running around having fun. So uh, yeah, everyone leads in different ways. Uh, I probably won't be the one that's out there yelling and jumping up and down and rah rahing, but. Uh, there's other ways to lead, and, uh, and mine is more in the classroom and getting guys right and make sure we uh, perform on Sunday. You mentioned before, Anthony, a year ago that you were, you were spending time in your own notebook trying to figure out everything that was your responsibilities mm-hmm. in, in the previous defense. Yeah. How are you trying to approach it this year with another defense, obviously mm-hmm. new teammates to sort of figure out that chemistry? Yeah. How are you going about trying to oh, yeah, for sure. grasping it, everything? Yeah, this is my third year and my, my third scheme. So, uh um, I'm used to it. Uh, every playbook is different. Uh, this one uh, has its challenges, pros and cons, in every uh, defense. And uh, and I'm, I'm just learning. Uh, I'm not just learning the mic position, uh, the Will, the Buck, uh, the Sam. I'm learning all of them. You never know where you might uh, end up in the season. So I'm learning them all, trying to embrace it the best way I can, and I uh, try to feed all the info that I get to uh, my other teammates. What's it been like working with Damian Wilson after being Dallas together and now being here together? Yeah, uh, you know, it's a good night. Uh, he, that guy's out here forcing fumbles and interceptions every day. So uh, uh, he's a good ball player. Uh, he's going to help us win a lot of games this year. Uh, and all I could do here is just be a bigger brother and help him out and uh, and this scheme and everything. How much more comfortable do you feel going back to a 4-3 as opposed to a 3-4? Obviously, last year, you weren't used to that mm-hmm. playing a 4-3 in Dallas, and now you're going back to 
Yeah, uh, it's very comfortable. Uh, my four years in college was a 4-3, uh, four years in Dallas was a 4-3, and my one year last year was a 3-4, so I'm comfortable with it. A lot of similar terminology, uh, you know, similar line stunts and uh, uh, back rotation bends with 3 deep. so I'm familiar with it, and I'm trying to get better at it, and uh, I'm just trying to have the best year yet. You, you mentioned the guys playing with energy. Is just mm -hmm. them running around having fun, or those... The yeah. big ways that you notice yeah. the energy level, or are there other ways that you can tell? Yeah, well, it starts with Spags. Uh, that guy is, uh, I'm sure you guys interviewed him a couple of times. He has a lot of energy, uh, and he just it feeds off from just coaching staff all the way to the players. And, uh, and we, we needed that, and uh, I'm just glad he's part of you know, you know our defense, our staff. How would you grade this uh, well, in my opinion, he's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, he's mobile, and he can pass, he can scramble, he can extend plays, and he can throw the ball 80 yards on the field. So uh, it, it, it forces us to play defense for more, like two or three more seconds than normal. Uh, and there's a run-pass read, there's a quarterback option. So it, it, you get all your work at practice. So when games show up, it's a lot easier. So uh, we're getting our work in. Uh, you know, we're going back and forth. There's days we win, there's periods we win, then they come back and win. That's how it's supposed to be. Uh, as long as we're not out here getting beat and demolished every single day. But uh, but we're going back and forth, so that's a good sign. So we just got to keep building. So what are your initial impressions of Frank Clark? He's uh, everything that you expected. Uh, he's, a, he's a great rusher. He can play the run. Uh, he's running to the ball from one end to the other end. Um, uh, he's going to help us win a lot of games. And uh, just excited you know, to be able to play with him. I, I watched him play. Uh, I played against him when he was at Michigan. I went to Iowa. so. Uh, I heard about him and seen him play for a long time, and it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been an honor so far playing with him. How different is the energy level from last year's training camp? Because mm -hmm. when obviously you guys could have potentially seven new starters, a new mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, new scheme and everything. You guys seem more lively this year in practice, especially in practice. Yeah, uh, different players and different coaches and different, just a different feel. Uh, not really, it's hard to explain. It's just one of those things you got to be in there and just feel it. Uh, but we, but we're not really speaking on you know, last year's or whatever. It's just it's about 2019 and uh, how we're going to embrace it. And uh, one of the things is, is be great and bring energy. So uh, that's what we're trying to do. Anthony, Anthony, Two more here, guys. Two more. Of, uh, between a new defensive coaching staff and a new scheme and a lot of new defensive players, yeah. it's a lot to fit together by, uh, by opening day. What kind of challenge is that for you guys to, to kind of be on the same page? By uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of challenges, but at the end of the day, we got to get it done. Uh, if we want to win, you got to get it done. Um, there's other teams in the league that's going through the same thing. Uh, no one's going to feel sorry for us on week one. Um, so we got to find a way to get it done, and that's what we're trying to do. Anthony, physically, how much different is this year's camp compared to last year? Uh, I mean, it's, just, it's a lot different. More When you got more energy, that means you're running more. Uh, you see me now, I'm sweating. I'm losing about 10 pounds a day uh, when we're in pads. Uh, so it's just more energy, more running, uh, more plays. Uh, it's just different. Uh, I mean, not to speak on last year or not, it was 2019. Our, our goal is to be great and bring some energy and run to the ball. So that's what we're doing. And it's going to burn a lot of calories and a lot of energy. So, Personally, do you feel more healthy than you were last year this time? Yeah, I do. Uh, last year around this time, I think I pulled a hamstring and I was out for two weeks. Uh, I'm still rolling right now, take care of my body. So uh, just knock on wood, stay healthy, and just keep running to the ball. That is your starting linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, Anthony Hitchens, as he talks about the progress the team has made in training camp, specifically the defense, as they work under new defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo. I know that um, we recently heard from Clark Hunt 
talking about how that change was very necessary in regards to them getting rid of Bob Sutton and eventually moving towards uh, Steve Spagnuolo. I think we can all agree that it happened a year later than it should have because I think after the 2017 season, it was pretty much writing on the wall, this guy should not be the D.C. for the Kansas City Chiefs anymore. But they, for some reason, Andy Reid decided that he was going to hang on to him for one extra year. And so it's really good to see there actually being some optimism on this on this defense now. And obviously we haven't seen him play at all, but it kind of gives me some confidence that this team will be mediocre on defense. And if they're mediocre on defense, that's all they need right there. That's all they need. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if they're 15th, 16th in the league, that'll be a disappointment. You know, or, you know, because everybody likes the caveat of having that top 10 defense with that offense that they had last year. One of the best offenses we've ever, we've ever seen play football. You put a 17th, 18th ranked defense behind them, and I think they win the Super Bowl because they get some stops in positions where they need to. You don't let Gronk go down and tear you up in two games, at the end of two games, when you are trying to, to, to beat the Patriots and eventually get to a Super Bowl. You don't see the things happen that they, they get a stop against the Rams that they that they needed so they can beat them in LA. And so it's good to see there being some confidence, finally, some confidence in this team on the defensive side, as opposed to it kind of being a situation where guys are trying to not only convince you, the fan, not only trying to convince us, the media, but they're tr- trying to convince themselves that this team can play some defense. I think that just from what we've seen in camp and just from the way the guys are talking, like Anthony Hitchens just did here, I think this team is a lot more confident on defense, and I think that'll translate not in top 10 defense, but in mediocre defense. Top 20. I'll take a top, yeah, top 20. 20 yeah, you give me a top 20 defense from this? Oh, hell yeah. I will take it, and I will put my money down on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl if they get a top 20 defense. Like I said, top 10, oh, they're definitely winning it. But, yeah, give me top 20 at the least. Like, just give up 21 points a game, which was actually below league average last year. I think below league average last year was 24. So you give me 21 points per game, and you're, like, middle of the road in terms of yards per game allowed. Oh, I'll take that. I will take that any day of the week. Coming up next, we hear from Chiefs running back Carlos Hyde. He talked about his time in his very brief time with the chiefs thus far and about how the offense is progressing in training camp that's next keeping things rolling along here on overtime here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the radio.com app. I'm Chris Unocero, joined by Julio Sanchez, back from his vacation. No Jillian today. There's this one listener that every time Jillian starts talking on this show, he's like, oh, she has the best voice in radio. So best voice in radio texter is probably disappointed that she's not on this week. Well, what's wrong with our voices? Why don't we get those texts? It's because we're not Jillian. I'm a little offended. We're not Jillian. We don't have the power of the Grammy. I'm not the Grammy, but the Emmy. We don't have that power. We don't have the kind of pull. She has pull. She has major 
pull. She just pulls these guests out of out of a, a hat. Like all of like we're getting these guys like a bunch of people. Like she was what was it like last year we did a uh we did a, a women's soccer special because the US women's national team was do playing like a four team tournament uh over at uh it was a tournament of nations. It was over at uh Children's Mercy Park. And she was able to get Vermice. She was able to get uh Megan Rapino and there was another another chick I think she got, I can't remember. Um but she has some pull being able to get these people. She's over getting people that are playing she got that one chick from Sky Blue FC to to call in. Though she's from here, but still she's got some pull. So I wish she'd pull herself into our show. <laughs> pull again. into the studio and do the show. Jillian. <laughs> she will join us at four fifteen, so the the best voice in radio guy doesn't have to be so disconcerted. He Thank can you. he can he can be happy. Thank you. Like, okay, I got my, my week's fill of Julian. I, I don't enjoy throwing the shade, but I will if I have to. It's fine. Yeah, because we did it we did it to you too. We yeah, we thought fine. you weren't alive yeah. the last two weeks because you were not in the group chat answering our text. So but we got the full download on that. You were in a place that had no service. I appreciate you guys checking up on me. I appreciate yeah, your well, yeah. concern. Well, because you you're really bad at texting back. Yeah, so we wanted true. to make sure you were good. That's true. We we Ro- I mean Rocco Rocco put in some work. He was he was trying his hardest to to win us over. He was like he was trying hard to to get to win the starting job from you. Seriously, not gonna happen. Especially Rocco. after Take the a seat show. Take on the bench, my friend. Especially no, after the show. No. Rocco was trying his best to win the starting job from you. I mean, he was just like cool if I come back sometime. Like I mean, he was trying his best. To take the starting job from you. So you're going to have to look over your shoulder. Because I expect Rocco to waltz into one of our show meetings before the show. One of these coming weeks when he's not out doing the games at, uh, at Kaufman. So you gotta you got to be on your take P's a seat, Q's, young bro. Man. Take a seat. <laughs> Chiefs running back Carlos Hyde spoke with the media earlier today at training camp. Here is what he had to say about the team's progress. Just seeing how explosive the offense is. See how many points they put up on defenses. Uh, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, definitely can, you know, find a position in this offense and some way, somehow contribute to this team and, you know, help help them win. You got a chance to get a number of reps in uh, Danger and Dow. How are you feeling? How would you grade your performance so far in training camp? Um, I give myself, like, a B-plus so far, you know, because um, I always feel like there's room to improve, you know. Never satisfied. So um, every day, you know, I just try to come out and get better. You know, that's with pass pro, catching the ball, you know, running the ball, you know, just understanding the plays better. You know, so every day I'm just trying to come out and improve. So so far, I've given myself a D plus. How is your understanding of the play Um, I, I think it's coming along pretty good. You know, I got a good feel on things. You know, I study my plays. Um, so I come out and I, I know my job. Um, Never out there, you know, not understanding what, what my job is. So I think I got a pretty good feel on it. Was part of the allure, the, the way that Andy is able to scheme running backs open the screens and everything and get them the ball and get them in open space, was that part of the allure coming here? Um, well, I Honestly, I, I didn't really run too many screens, you know, with the other teams I've been on. So, But I've always wanted to, though. I just, I, the coaches just didn't call them. But um, I always wanted to. And, um I see, you know, here that they, they run a lot of screens here, and screens can pay off. You know, you can get big games out of screens and, you know, explosive plays out of screens. So um, I'm definitely excited to be a part of that. What do you think about your offensive teammates? Who's jumped out at you? 
Um, I mean, everybody comes out every day and compete. Um, the receivers, they, they bust their ass. The running backs bust their ass. The tight ends. Everybody's working. You know, it's not just one guy, though, which is good, though. You know, it's a whole whole offense out here working together and, you know, coming out here every day competing and trying to get better. So, you know, the whole offense has been standing out to me. So, uh, the defense has been doing a good job, you know, uh, with their blitzing. You know, we had to make some adjustments to that because they was getting us at uh, one point. Um, and also their coverage, though. They've been making plays. You see some guys getting interceptions and stuff, so they've been making plays. And, you know, that stuff will carry on to the regular season, and so that should go come up huge because one, one game we're going to need them interceptions. So they've been doing a pretty good job, though. Hitch talked about the energy level on the defensive side of the ball. What's the energy level been like on the offensive side of the ball? Um, the energy level been good. You know, we can definitely take it another level, though. But I think it's, I think so far it's been good. But um, I definitely feel like we got we got another level in us. And, um, you know, but I think we've just been playing at the defensive level. You know, they've been bringing pre pretty good energy, and I think we've just been playing at that level. But I think we can take it a step ahead, though. Carlos, what keeps you motivated in the offseason? What keeps me motivated in the offseason? My son. Um, I got a son, so that's all the motivation I need, you know. I come out, you know, I bust my ass every day, so to make a better life for him, you know, provide better opportunities for him when he's growing up. A week from today, you've got a real game coming up. For you in the preseason, what do you want to find out about yourself? What do you want to accomplish personally? Um, preseason, I just want to, you know, I just want to be on point, you know. Um, Execute my plays, whatever. Whenever coach call my number, you know, execute that play, uh, make plays for the offense. Show, show the coaches when it comes to game time that they can definitely count on me, and show Pat also that he can count on me, throwing me the ball. You know, when it comes, you know, when it's real, when it's live for real. So. You, you mentioned before that Andy was, a, was one of the reasons you joined the Chiefs. Just what have you learned about Andy Reid since you've come aboard and seen him here in training camp? Um. So far, what I learned from Coach Reed is just, you know, he's a calm, collective guy. You know, you don't hear too much rah-rah um, from him, too much yelling and stuff like that. But when you do hear it, though, you know, you pay attention. And um, he's a very detailed guy. So he's going to make sure you know everything about, you know, whatever your role in this play is, you're going to know the in and outs about it. And, you know, that's very helpful for guys, especially young guys who's not sure, you know, what they really got, you know. so. Him and EB does a really good job of explaining, you know, details on plays and stuff. Before we get down here, man, obviously Eric Bieniemy, NFL running back. What's it like being able to, you know, get with him, uh, coordinators? So this, I mean, can you get a chance to talk to him about his time in the NFL and learning from him and the running back? I haven't really talked to EB about, you know, his, his experience in the league. You know, um, I don't even be thinking about it honestly. I just be focused on, you know. What my job is tomorrow, what plays we got coming in, you know, I'm just trying to get a jump on that, you know, so I can come out to practice and play fast. But now that you mention it, I'm going to go talk to him about it. <laughs> All right, that's it. That is running back Carlos Hyde as he talked to the media earlier today at training camp about the team's progress offensively, team's progress as a whole. Um, this might be Carlos Hyde's. This might be one of his last opportunities to kind of prove he's a starter 
in the NFL. 28 years old, last year had an opportunity to go out and show that he could be the guy, not only when he was in Cleveland, because he was a fantasy darling his last couple his last two years before that when he was in San Fran. Goes to Cleveland, and granted, he did have Nick Chubb looking over his shoulder, but he still had, had the opportunity to go out there and be the guy. Then he gets traded for a fifth-round pick to Jacksonville. Jacksonville hates Leonard Fournette. They despise Tom Coughlin. He got some real beef with Leonard Fournette. He's been trying to he's been trying to get him out of there. It seems like, or at least try to find any excuse to get him out of there. And Carlos Hyde looked like it might be his the ticket to getting Leonard out of there. And Carlos Hyde less than three hundred yards in his uh, less than two hundred yards actually in his what was it eight games that he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this might be one of the last opportunities that he gets to be a starter. And he's going to get a good opportunity because, unfortunately, Damian Williams has a hamstring injury. We know all those injuries work. They stick around. They linger, especially in football. And at that running back position, you have to make cuts. Uh, very precise with how you move around. All legs. Yeah. And it's... Really, it's really unfortunate for Damian because this looked like it was going to be Damian's come up year. This is going to be his chance to prove that he is a feature back. And that looks like it's in jeopardy now. And Carlos Hyde has an opportunity to go out there and show that he is a guy who could be a starting running back in this league, uh, at least for the next few years, because I don't think he's got a whole lot of mileage left on him considering his age. I will say this, though. He's going to have some competition because... Darwin Thompson, that's a guy I really like out of Utah State. They drafted him, I think, in sixth round. That's a kid that a lot of people, I, I heard the comparison earlier this week to a Darren Sproles. I don't know if that's what he's going to end up being because, you know, he's a sixth round. I think he was a sixth round pick. So you, it's hard to really like bet on a guy like that being a mainstay in, in the NFL like a Sproles who's still playing in the NFL today, even though he was playing in high school when I was in elementary school so that you know he's been in the, he's been in the league for a long time now uh, I don't know if he's gonna be that but he's certainly somebody the Chiefs like and as we alluded as we talked about earlier Traymond Smith gets moved from cornerback over to running back and Andy Reid is that mad scientist licking his lips rubbing his hands together because he's got a new toy to play with much in the same way that he did when he drafted Tyreek Hill in the fifth round uh, three years ago. He had a new toy to play with, and he had someone that he could do a lot of really creative plays with, and he got a lot of really good usage out of him. And I suspect that there will be some usage get, that he will get out of Tremont Smith. And so Carlos Hyde going to have to look over his shoulders there. Plus, definitely it's more than likely going to be Damien's job when he gets back from injury because – uh, Damian was named the starter without a competition at the beginning, uh, before camp started. So I think they really like him. They obviously extended uh, extended Damian two years, $8 million uh, during la- late last season. So it's going to be an uphill climb for one Carlos Hyde. Coming up next, it is Julio's favorite segment of the week. It is his web hits. Weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.